Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Bat Unleashed on Twitter. She's another crazy weather event yesterday in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Wasn't that fun? Oh man, it was like a hurricane. It was almost like a hurricane. Yep, I've been through a couple in Houston, and uh, this was pretty close. Yeah, seventy mile an hour winds in parts of the metro. And, uh, uh, did you see on the other side of the of the business park here the trees that were split in half? No, split right in half. I uh, saw fell her. into parking spaces. Oh no! I mm-hmm. saw our 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 park that is now a complete lake. Oh my gosh! Like the the city that lights thing is flooded like crazy. <laughs> there is no land there now. Jeez. It's literally the entire thing. This is the park <laughs> they spent I don't know how many millions of dollars trying I to fix so it out. wouldn't flood anymore. <laughs> And it floods every single time. It is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more flooded now yeah, than before. maybe it's ever been. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> so there oh, you go. Yeah, that was an amazing, because it was beautiful before. Yeah. And it was fine after. Just, again, another one of those really weird, violent storms just blew through and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. I guess Jeffy got part of his roof blown off. And a fence uh, is fence damaged. torn down. Yeah. So, um... It, it 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 got bad. In fact, there was a um, a tornado hit, uh, kind of. Uh, let's see, it's kind of the uh, North Fort Worth area, and uh, the family had moved in yesterday or the day before. The day before they they had moved in, and the next day they lost their roof. Oh, jeez. Mm. And and Martin, you said your dad suffered some damage as well. Yeah, my dad lives in an apartment complex, and the storm took off a building, not his building, but a building that he lives in. The whole roof is just completely gone. Wow, and that they didn't—they didn't predict this either. It no. just—it happens, you know. Boom, Texas. Wait, baby. they didn't predict it, mm-hmm. huh? You mean weather people can get stuff wrong the day of? Within hours, yes. Mm-hmm. But we do know what the weather's going to uh, be we, like a hundred years. Exactly, from now. Mm-hmm. right? Yes, we know exactly what's going to happen in a hundred years from now. So, uh, stop using your SUVs, stop driving cars, <laughs> and don't fly anymore. I think that, that takes care of it. Yeah, I got one guy on Twitter trying to tell me that this is, you know, this is climate change. This is this is a result of a man-made uh, global warming. What is? And Oh, all this weather weirding that's uh, been happening. Cause I, did I, you tell him weather? Don't confuse weather with climate, I stupid. Did. And I also provided the three um, uh, highest uh, activities uh, in the Atlantic as far as cyclonic activity go. And uh, one of them was 1893. I believe one was uh, 1950 or so. And mm-hmm. uh, one was more recently. So... Um, Good. I think in the 1890s, I think that was when Ford was starting to mass yeah, really, manufacture. Really ramping up uh-huh. their production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of cold fi- coal-fired plants mm-hmm. kicking into gear. Yep. A lot of air travel was happening back in 1893. Oh, man. We flew more in 1893 that. than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right before you know the Wright brothers. About 10 <laughs> years before the Wright brothers. That's when we flew so much. Yep. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, brand new, brand new bingo card. Yeah, good squares this week. Uh, upper left hand corner starts with cockles. <laughs> then frustrated, uh, hispandering. There we go. This guy's a liar. <laughs> That's a trouble. This guy's a liar. <laughs> uh, it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Jeffy, good luck. God bless. Uh, going off the cliff. Lost all my guns in a boating accident. <laughs> I'm a pass. <laughs> the fact of the scenario. Oh, AOC line. Mm-hmm. Keith challenges Pat on facts and loses. No. Oh, that's a free square okay, any, pretty much. That's pretty now. much a free square. Yeah, that should have been the center square. Uh, 
Sappy music with a sad story. Oh. Jeffy, wherever free podcasts, wherever free podcasts are sold. I guess he's not coming in today. Yeah. Uh, when I lost part of my, when I lost my fence, yeah, did right? I come in? Did no. I come? Was I here? I, yeah, you yeah, were here. I was here. You did not take any time I was off. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, noodle that out. Calm down. Flickering pulse. <laughs> Keith, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Allegations pressed on your name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gun to your head choice for the love of all that is good and holy. Would I understand this movie? I didn't see the first one. <laughs> uh, I can't take it. That's almost a free square too. <laughs> Pat's transgender woman's voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, someone gets a speeding ticket. That's going to be Keith. Cause I've gone like two and a half years without, uh, I'm totally Googling that. Oh, all right. Boy. I do that. So there you go. Cool. Good luck, y'all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let me tell you about this. There is a new book by Kenton Long that I want to tell you about. It's called "The Prodigal Sons of Liberty." Yeah. Uh, hidden in the ashes of the U.S. Constitution's a little-known clause in Article Five, standing at the crossroads between America's ruin and restoration, a convention of states threatens to circumvent Washington's corrupt elite. Determined to maintain the status quo of the political class, uses a ruthless civilian force with neutralizing the threat of a convention. America's last best hope is in the hands of a part-time blogger, Prodigal Sons of Liberty and the Patriot Underground. Lance Singleton is a reluctant hero who finds his faith and friends extend far beyond his keyboard. From Texas to Arizona, Capitol Hill to the Rockies, Lance Singleton learns the road to individual freedom was paved with blood, the blood of the Sons of Liberty. If you love political thrillers and America's founding documents, this is the perfect book for summer reading. It's mm-hmm. Prodigal Sons of Liberty. You're going to love this book. Yeah, A modern thriller by Kenton Long. Available now at kentonlong.com, K-E-N-T-O-N, long.com, and Amazon Books. Unleashed. And welcome to it. Uh, this is great. Africans uh, entering the country illegally and now being dispersed to 16 different cities. Now, we, we just had a story about, uh, about 5,200, I think it was, illegals that are being um, quarantined because of mumps and measles or something. Uh-huh. And these are all um, anti-vaxxers, right? That, right. That are the ones that are <clears throat> suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because <laughs> of mumps and measles, we're, we're quarantining. We're sending these Africans all over the country. They're in the area of the worst outbreak of Ebola in history. And we didn't do anything with them. We didn't screen them. And we didn't quarantine them. Hello? <laughs> Hello. I don't know. Would you rather have the measles or Ebola? Come on. Hundreds of African migrants who crossed the United States through the southern border have quickly dispersed to 16 cities after uh, government officials failed to follow standard procedures. Why? Why? Has anybody anybody been fired over this? Approximately 300 Congolese and Angolan citizens who crossed the border June 4th 
uh, have since been bused to various cities across the U.S. Isn't that wonderful? After they crossed the Rio Grande, they surrendered to border agents and claimed political asylum. The agency did not place them in custody of ICE, which is a standard procedure of immigrant detainment at the border. Instead, it released the families onto the streets of Eagle Pass in Del Rio, Texas, according to two government and non-government officials. The migrants then bought bus tickets to either San Antonio or Austin. And they left. (laughs) Good. Good. That's great. Uh, If a family, the sponsor, it's been 24 to 48 hours and they can't buy the ticket, then we'll buy it. We'll buy it for them. Well, that's that's great. Thank you. That's really nice. I'm sure you do the same for Americans, right? If you can't afford a ticket, you know, a bus ticket within 24 to 48 hours, we'll buy you one and and get you wherever you want to go. (laughs) Why? Why? The majority of the migrants travel to Portland, Maine. Oh. Yeah, there's a growing community of African migrants there. And uh, others went to Boston, Chicago, New York City, and a dozen other cities. That's that's great. I'm happy that they're spread all over. Just in case, you know, you, just in case they have the plague, you want them to evenly distribute it throughout the nation. <laughs> we don't want anybody left out, right? We would just want everybody to enjoy it. Uh-huh. Everybody's got to have some skin in the game. Probably. Right, right. <laughs> Christina Higgs, spokeswoman for Catholic Charities, San Antonio region, uh, said that the migrants spend six or seven months traveling to Brazil before making the journey north to the U.S. Um, So we don't want to slow them down at all. They've already been slowed down. Took six months just to get to Brazil. Mm. Uh, Are they traveling on a wooden ship? (laughs) What? They're sightseeing along the way. Well, and they're contracting more diseases to bring as gifts. Are they on the the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria? Six months? <laughs> the heck? What are you doing? <laughs> wait, hold on a second. And, and wait, so this is like Guatemala, <clears throat> Brazil or something? Uh, yeah, they get, they get to Brazil, and uh-huh. then, they, then they go north. I want to see. I'm going to do a little Google mappage. Uh-huh. Okay? And That's I just a wanna, long trip. I just want to see uh, how long it takes if I'm walking, you know? If you're walking from Brazil to here? Well, it takes them six months to get across the ocean, though, from, from Africa to Brazil. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, these are the Africans. See, yeah. I'm sorry. There's so many migrants coming, I can't keep them apart. Yeah, they get to now Brazil, I got you. and then it... I so don't know how six long. months, I'm it, sorry. It doesn't say how long it takes them for, to get to Brazil to here. Okay, well. But... If it's six months to get from Africa to Brazil, it probably takes them, like, five years to get up to us. <laughs> My gosh, taking their time. Uh, officials believe the African migrants will continue to surge the border in the coming months. The problem is becoming so bad that San Antonio needs French and African dialect speakers to help with the migrant surge. Or Texas needs That's a border. One. That might be an option. Uh, what? What kind of hate was that, mm. Keith? That's <laughs> the hatred of sovereignty mm. wow. that you're hearing there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sovereignty, so you're a racist. Yeah, I think sovereignty must be a. Uh, is that is that a? Uh, Next, you'll be giving us code word. Code word, like states' rights. Yeah, there you go. That's code <laughs> for sovereignty. slavery. Sovereignty is code for hatred, <laughs> and states' rights mm-hmm. code for for slavery. slavery. Uh huh. <laughs> Guilty. Oh man, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? 
Why do we just say, okay, see ya? We know where they came from. We know what the problem is. We know there's the biggest Ebola outbreak in the history of the world, and we just let them go. Why would you do that? Why would you not quarantine them for 21 days to make sure they don't have Ebola? Jeez. Wait a minute. Are you making a mistake here of trying to... uh Figure out the world. Make sense of the world? Yes. Come on, man. I am. And that's just getting frustrating. (laughs) I can't even make sense of this place, let alone the world. (laughs) So uh, I might as well not even try. Might as well not even try. And it's only Monday. So. Yeah. So we're doing well, right? Doing really well. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear it in our voices, Kay. It's Uh it's just off to a great start this week. Such a good start. Mm Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, do we do we have do we still have the John Hickenlooper Dems aren't socialist? Uh, well, over the weekend video? he's still um, he's still out he's there still out there that. saying it. Yeah, that's so, incredible. So we have a fresh video of him. Uh, this guy that does point. not want the Democrat nomination. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to be president. Yeah, so the Democrats have, have basically, you can choose a socialist or mm-hmm. you can choose the guy who watches pornos with his mom. I mean, that's kind of your your option now on the Democratic left. And I keep forgetting because Hickenlooper's been really good lately, and I keep forgetting about the watching pornos with his mom thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we going to hold that against him? I mean, let it go. Come on, Keith. he was 18 at the time. Right. Or He's, 19 or 20. Or we don't whatever, know. We, we're not range. sure yet. We're not sure. <laughs> And his mom may have loved uh, Deep Throat. We don't know. We don't know. Nope. Uh, I've never seen it, so I, maybe it's a quality motion picture. It could be. I don't know how many no- Academy be. Awards it was nominated for. I'm guessing less than 20, <sighs> uh, but we'll look it up. Cinematography definitely was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dialogue. I think the dialogue got a, <laughs> got a nod. Best script. Yeah. <laughs> Best lighting. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, here's who Hickenlooper talking about socialism okay. again. And I feel strongly that Democrats have to draw a clear line and say, we are not socialists. I mean, the Republicans are already yeah. doing it. They're already saying well, you know, you are. every Democrat's a socialist. And right. clearly, clearly, we're not. And what? if you look at the no. midterms, clearly a lot of those uh, in the swing districts, those mm-hmm. pragmatic Democrats that, that won... Uh, distanced them. themselves, made a clear line, said that we're Name not socialists. We support pragmatic solutions uh-huh. to the nation's problems. Yeah, really? Really? Um, how many pragmatic people are running for, for uh, the Democratic nomination for president of the United States? How many pragmatists do we have? <laughs> the same number Jeez. as how many times you've seen Deep Throat. <laughs> yes, zero. <laughs> Including this guy. You're saying the Democrat Party is not, again, as he's warning them, He's also trying to make that into a, well, Republicans are going to make a, make us out to be so. We're not making you out to be anything. You are socialists, and so we're, psh, we're saying it. Why wouldn't we say it when you're all talking socialism? <laughs> socialized medicine, socialized education, socialized housing. Uh, what am I leaving out? They're yeah. socialist everything. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't had your ears professionally cleaned, here's the thing: you don't really need to because now there's Wax RX. If your ears itch, you've got pain there; they feel plugged up. Um, maybe you're asking, continually asking people to repeat themselves. 
Hashish! It may not be that you're just getting old. It may be that uh, you got wax in your ears. Come again. Yeah. Uh, WaxRx uses a physician-developed technology, safely and effectively removes that buildup, and then soothes your ears with a pH-conditioned formula. Now you can use WaxRx without a prescription and risk-free. Just go to usewaxrx.com, use the offer code radio at checkout, and they'll throw in free shipping. It's a great solution for this stubborn problem. Usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. Uh, so the women's soccer team won again over the weekend. Mm, what was the score? Uh, eighty-four to nothing. Eighty-four. <laughs> no. Wow. It was actually three nothing. So it was just a, it was just a basic beating. Which is still for it, soccer. That's... that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's still like you know thirty to nothing in mm-hmm. football. <laughs> uh, so three to nothing over Chile, and uh, they continue to celebrate these these women. I I don't know what's the matter with them. You know, they get to this uh, level of competition, and you should just be stoic when you score a goal. You should yeah. just be, yeah, whatever. Act like you've been yeah, there. Yeah, whatever. You know? Okay? <laughs> yeah. I kicked it in the back of the net. What? So? Um, but they've actually <laughs> smiled. They've actually high-fived. <clears throat> and they've leapt into one another's arms after goals. And uh, <laughs> Still doing that. I'm thinking, you know, maybe jail time. That's, maybe jail time. Wow, you're, you're being generous. <laughs> Firing squad? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, okay. it is a third All world right. sport. Might as well give him a third <clears throat> world punishment. I had an interesting discussion on Saturday. I had um, my kids and the grandkids over and my son-in-law, who's leans a little bit sappy, you know, a little bit liberal. Okay. He tries to say that, he, no, no, I'm no, I'm, I'm conservative. Mm. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Your no. sensibilities are always coming out. And he was talking about it with the poor sportsmanship of them celebrating their goals, you know, in the 13 nothing victory over Thailand. I'm like, at this level of competition, come on, just get over it. You, you know, your World Cup, your world-class soccer players, you're, you're on a team that's 34th in the world. You're not number one, but that's pretty good. 34th yeah. in the world. I'm not 34th in the world at anything. <laughs> so um, suck it up. And if you can't, get off the pitch, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the pitch. What See, I, I didn't call it a field. Yeah, I called it a pitch. Shut up. So uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not big into celebrating either. Um, well, I don't and, like the NFL goofy celebrations that they but those oh, are see, defended all the time too. Oh, see, no, I love those. I, I hate love the those. goofy stuff. I, I won't let those. my kids celebrate in sports, okay? Yeah, act like so, you've been there. Yeah, a- absolutely. Like, like uh, <clears throat> my youngest got into a habit of dabbing whenever she would cross home. Oh, I, hate I that. nipped that in the bud. Like, good. First game. Good like, jo- yes. First time you walk to the dugout, Thank we're you. having a talk. Thank you. Only because it's Cam Newton and, and plays for the Panthers. Yeah, that's stupid. It's a rival of the Falcons. No, no, seriously, I do not let my kids that's celebrate. Dumb okay, looking. yeah, it is. Come it's on. dumb, and, and it also it's bad sportsmanship. But maybe I have a different take on this, just because I hate soccer so much that I don't. Yeah, care. I do too, and I yeah, right. <laughs> and Me I'm too. Just like <clears throat> I don't but, care. Just do but it. it's the World Cup. These women are excited. They're trying to win another championship here, and right. and. Uh, when you score a goal, you're happy about it. Go ahead. Part, and, it and they're not doing it in the face of these other sure. women. 
It's you know, it's not like okay, I'm trying to humiliate you now. They're going off and they're celebrating. Right. Big deal. And Get over it. And it's part of the game of soccer. As much as it pains me to say that, it is. It's just as much as a part of the game of soccer as faking injuries. Well, they, I mean, it's just yes, goes it hand is. in it's hand. More. I, I think. <laughs> I think faking injuries is more a, a part more, but than But the over-the-top celebrations, it's, just, it's always been a thing. They, the and, guys always slide across right. the grass on their knees and take off their shirts. And what makes me so mad about this is I guarantee you, if this was any other country in the world Germany, celebrating like this, Britain, nobody would have Brazil, a problem. It's because it's America right. and because Trump is the president. I agree. I agree with that. Anyhow. And it's not poor sportsmanship to celebrate a goal. Right. So just that's let's true. get over it. Yeah. it. If you're getting in their face and you're trying to humiliate, that's sure. a different thing. That's bad sportsmanship. But celebrating your accomplishment is not poor sportsmanship. Thank when you. did that become poor sportsmanship? It isn't. Mm-mm. So uh, let's suck it up <laughs> and uh, yeah, these are and get over it. These are professionals, you know, essentially. Well, and they are. They do get right. paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do get paid for it. Every team in the world gets paid for. In fact, America was last on that boat. We finally started doing using professionals in the Olympics because we thought, oh, I thought it was an amateur competition. Yeah, it is for you guys. <laughs> Everybody else in the world is cheating. Well, they finally dropped that little uh, pathetic, ridiculous mm-hmm. rule that really wasn't being mm-hmm. abided by uh in any country. Well, let's face it. Our amateurs are better than most countries' pros anyway. Well, it used to be so, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, in basketball, that's why when the Soviets, who always paid their athletes from the very beginning, and we were beating them with co- collegians until, you know, they started to catch up a little bit. So did you kick your son-in-law out of the house? Did you yeah, like, I did. Get I out. Get out. Just I don't want to see your face again around here. Good. Get out. Make a stand. Rotten puke. Wait a minute. Did he actually want to watch soccer on uh, your he TV? Loves, he loves soccer. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a communist. And he wanted on your huge mm-hmm. theater screen? No. I won't let him upstairs. <sighs> no, I won't let him That's upstairs. where I'd, I'd change the locks at that point. Yeah. Uh, the soccer will not be seen on that. No. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to draw the line somewhere. Could maybe the Nebraska Cornhuskers be seen on your big screen TV, the, say, some Saturdays? If this fall? BYU is beating them, yeah. But, uh, but what, if they're, I mean, what, if like, what if the Huskers are playing and BYU no. isn't on at the time? Are they in red? Is the University of Utah in red? No, they'll not be seen on my screen. Thank you. Well, so I guess Good it goes drive safely, the Falcons everybody. games, too, or banned <laughs> just because they wear red. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Red is dead. In my house. Uh, 888-900. No commie colors coming up in the gray exactly. house. That's right. That's right. Uh, Rid you zone. Let me tell you about uh, this note we got from Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl from Texas said, I listen to Pat, Keith, and Jeffy every day. At the end of December, I started a keto diet. Chose to give Rid you zone a chance to help me with that. Today, I'm 65 pounds lighter and so very grateful. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned last week that the keto diet I thought was hard. We got a caller who said, no, it isn't. Because you get to eat um, meat, that's, I think, and, and fat. That's hopeful. Right? Oh, I love me eating some fat. I love fat. <laughs> Grizzle. I, I, I had a great aunt who ate gris, gristle instead of the meat of the steak. It's like that She lived to 103 years old. Well, it's like that scene from Great Outdoors. <laughs> it's so gross. There's a gristle on that plate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you might you might not lose 65 pounds, but you might. Um, but I will say this. I really think Riduzone can help you because it contains OEA, which is a molecule naturally present in your body. But this just strengthens that signal. The OEA is what sends the signal to your brain that you're full. Stop eating. And then Riduzone just strengthens that. 
Plus, it's not a stimulant. It doesn't contain caffeine, so you're not going to be jittery and shaky all day. Go to RidUZone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Zone.com. RidUZone.com. Get a 30-day money-back guarantee. And save 30% on a three-month supply at RidUZone.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Triple Eight. 93393 added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, My Little Pony is apparently introducing lesbian ponies. Children's show. The children's show, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, on Discovery Family Channel. Uh, We'll be introducing a new lesbian couple of ponies. In an episode airing uh, the week of, oh, this this week. Wow. Good. According to one of the show's writers, the episode, The Last Crusade, will feature ponies Aunt Holiday and Auntie Loft. <laughs> and writer Michael Vogel tweeted about the TV premiere of the two characters, relating the moment to Pride Month. The tweet resulted in a few uh, wars on Twitter, which Vogel sex- successfully, it says, avoided being dragged into, but did snark tweet about he also made sure to be expressly clear about the characters and not to try to walk any kind of line of ambiguity here. He wrote, they are lesbians. <laughs> there you okay. go. All right. Uh, well, uh, you know, if I had kids that were watching My Little Pony, they'd be done watching My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I hate lesbians. It has nothing to do with that. Um, you tell me when they've been... when. When it was okay to feature anybody's kind of any sexuality in a children's TV show. Thank you. When has that been okay? Mm-mm-mm. Do we really need My Little Ponies to introduce any sort of sexuality? Homo, sexual, pan, whatever it is. The answer is no, we don't. Can we let our kids be kids? No, we can't. For the love of heaven, come on. For all that is good and holy. I, I'm i really tired of this. I'm really tired of it. And if you're opposed to it, you're just a hater. That's bull crap. I will not accept that. Children don't need to be subjected to this. Why is it that Hollywood and their allies, wherever My Little Pony is drawn up, why is it they've got to, they think they have to jam this down our throats? Our children's throats. Let our kids, leave them alone. Leave them alone. When we think they're ready to understand the world in all its forms of sexuality, then we'll be the ones to tell them about it. Not my little stinking pony. Wow. Daily Wires, Paul Boys, points out that in an interview with BuzzFeed, Vogel, who is gay, Stated that diversity and representation are his top concern in writing kids' shows. We don't need that kind of diversity. Sorry. Nope. I don't worship at that altar. And and I it disgusts me that so many people do. Leave this kind of nonsense out of children's shows. Have you introduced that any of these ponies have sex of any kind? Until now, are the others heterosexual? You've never said. It's, uh, it's, it's despicable. It's really despicable. 
Diversity and representation are important for kids for so many reasons, and it's my first priority on everything I work on. My Little Pony has always been about friendship and accepting people or ponies that are different from you. <laughs> so it just felt like something important to do. Uh-huh. Uh, nope. I think what's important to do is to turn off that stupid show now. Uh, whether you're a, a brony or or oh, you're yeah. a pony or... Forgot about the bronies. Yeah, I forgot about that too until just now. Wow. <laughs> you just dug that out of the old subconscious? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the like adult men, men that were into My Little Pony. Um, uh, just that phrase whatever. alone makes me cringe. The adult men into My Little yes. Pony? Yes. Yeah. It's yes. a little interesting. I mean, it's different. <laughs> hey, diversity and representation are the most important thing to Mr. Vogel. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you don't feel the same way, I do Keith. not. I believe it's a good day for the <laughs> Dear Aliens Send Help sign to go posted there. And uh, maybe later on we can find out what the President of the United States thinks about <clears throat> aliens, too. Maybe. <laughs> Gosh, I can't. Uh, somebody's got to save us from this. This is We're uh, not saving ourselves that much is certain so far. I can't take it. Pat. So far, we just keep drowning in this in this world of di- diversity. Mm-hmm. As long as we believe this bullcrap that diversity is the most important thing in life, we're going to continue to drown in this garbage. Mm. Wow! Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it pat unleashed. Half an hour into the week, I'd yeah. like to point out. Mm-hmm. Welcome to. <laughs> it. Welcome to a triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where the pickled squirrel tweets after the storms here in Dallas yesterday. The most important question is: Is the ten million dollar firehouse still okay? Fifteen point five million, and uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, I uh, drove by it this morning. It's Aww, it's, it's good? made out of stone, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It would take about an 800-mile-an-hour wind to blow that thing down. That's next Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) From Mean Tweets of Helena, Pat came into work when his fence was busted just to avoid having to talk to his neighbors. That's probably accurate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not that far from the truth. Yeah. Uh, Coffee Lover M, can you blame the migrant families? I hear San Antonio and Austin are beautiful this time of year. Yeah, they're they're beautiful places to be bleeding from your eyes. They really you know are. what? You've often Lovely. said that, but yeah. never on air. Right. It's like a Chamber of Commerce secret down there. I, it is. Uh-huh. If you're bleeding from your eyes, yeah. uh, then come to San Antonio mm-hmm. in the uh, early summer or late spring, wherever we are right now. <laughs> We're actually not into summer until what? The 20th? 21st? Yeah, two more days. Right? That's yeah. when summer solstice hits. I uh, got a tweet about that writer who, uh, who said that foreigner... Is an overrated band on Friday uh, from Libertarian Ninja. Wouldn't they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if they were overrated? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. There you go. <clears throat> Friday is the first day of summer officially. This Friday. This Friday. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Man. it's going to feel like it here. It's going to be in the uh, mid to upper 90s apparently by the end of the week. Yeah. We uh, we just we were living on borrowed weather. Oh, it, yeah. it was beautiful until about last what Friday would you say? I mean, when it got you, hot. And if humid? you take out the Sunday afternoon <clears throat> Armageddon weather we've been having, yeah. yes, it's been very lovely. Yeah, <laughs> we had two days where it was pretty hot and a little humid, and uh, but before that, it was beautiful in the seventies, dry. Yeah, so that's over. 
those days aren't coming back till I don't know, January. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> get this. There's a nationwide Fox News poll. And this is a Fox News poll. Yeah. That was released yesterday showing President Trump trailing Biden and no fewer than four other Democrat contenders. <clears throat> now there's a lot of time between now and the election. And frankly, I have at heart I have a hard time believing that he's behind any of these douchebags. But <clears throat> this is Fox News. If anybody, you know, would not want to <laughs> weight this against Trump, it'd be Fox. A separate survey of battleground states by CBS showed Democrats strongly favor Biden is the candidate most likely to beat Trump in next year's election. Uh, the Fox poll showed Biden leading Trump 49-39. Come on, America. <laughs> uh, while, now this is among all regist- registered voters, so maybe that's your problem. Maybe that's the problem. You need to go with likely voters, not just registered. Everybody who's registered... Very few of them vote. So if you're if you voted in the past and you say that you're going to vote next time, then you're a likely voter, and that's that's who you should be counting here. So maybe that's the issue with this. Hmm. You know, Stu's. You should ask him because he's really an expert in these polls. Um, Bernie Sanders held about the same advantage over the press. Sanders, socialist Bernie <laughs> Sanders, forty nine forty over Trump. Stop it in a Fox News poll. That's concerning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, holding one or two point edges over the president, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, as well as Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Come on now. Okay, the mayor of South Bend might beat Donald Trump. I, again, this is really hard to believe. But, again, we're a long way away from this. And much can happen between now and then. Plus, again, this is just registered voters and not likely voters. That's what I'm going to take comfort in. Okay. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with that. That's our feel-good mm-hmm. takeaway. I'm going to go with that. Because mm-hmm. here we are with a socialist, an admitted proud socialist. In fact, a guy who will not denounce his old uh, policy of wanting... Private businesses taken over by the government. So you want he wanted in nineteen what was this nineteen seventy five he wanted the he made a statement that he wanted um, he wanted yeah, a, the government control yeah, it's in of this, the means yeah. of manufacture. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, that's just that's flat out that's communism. Hello. Uh, so he was asked about that and whether he still holds that belief. Here's what he had to say. Sir, let me drill down on that, because here's what Maria Zvart, the executive director of the Democratic Socialists for America, told the New York Times last year. Our ultimate goal really is for working people to run our society and run our workplaces and our economies. And back in the 70s, you seemed to agree. Here's a quote from you. I favor the public ownership of utilities, banks, and major Ooh. industries. Senator... Wow. Do you still well, believe that in the public ownership was, of major industries? Chris, that and, if, was, and if not, uh, why? I live in the city that you're taught, where I am right now. We do have public ownership of our electric department, and they do a pretty good well, job. A lot of electric well, departments all over this country are publicly owned. Do I believe that workers should have more say more and be say. sitting on the boards of large corporations? What? Yes, I do. 
Do I believe that oh. we should break up uh, some of the major banks on uh-huh. Wall Street and support well, credit support. unions uh, and community banks? Yes, yes I, I do. do. So I think really wow. one of the things that we have to look at is the fact that power, power. in this country rests with just a handful of people. You got six financial institutions that have assets equivalent to 54% of the GDP. Six institutions control the flow of trillions of dollars. When we talk about democracy, it means not just voting every two years. It's giving working people more of a say in what goes on in the economy. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. That's how we just kind of laid out the whole democracy thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Did these corporations, did they steal their money, Senator? Is Is that how they acquired it? That's what he leads you to believe. He leads you to believe that if they have a lot of money, that they're bad, that they're evil somehow. Yeah, success doesn't mean you're evil. No, it, no, it does not. <laughs> Jeez. This country has done pretty well in its capitalist free enterprise system. I don't know if you've noticed that, Burn. <laughs> uh, a lot better than any other country ever in the history of the planet. So not sure I want to change that. In fact, I'm sure I don't. Yeah, unashamedly still pitching socialism. Yeah, he he did not denounce it at all. He still wants, you know he wants it. That's a yes. That's just a yes. Uh, I do still want um, the government control of the manufacturer. Yes, that's what I want. I want private businesses to go away. Because private businesses are doing too well. They're making too much money, and they need to go away. And now all the other Democratic candidates, save for Hickenlooper, are right there with him, and he's just, welcome welcome to the party. I've been here forever. Wow, that's amazing. That's really bad. Yep. Really bad. And that guy, that stinking guy, that socialist curmudgeon, is nine points ahead of Donald Trump? Stop it. Stop it. Boy. If that's true, seriously, it's time to turn the country off. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it happens in 2020, just shut the country off. Turn it off. It's done. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a tad premature because it hasn't happened yet. But, <laughs> We're powering still, down in there, Martin. <laughs> that's, that's the sound you'll hear when Bernie Sanders wins. Just turn oh, the country off. That'll be the sound of my heart it's on election cr- night. <laughs> oh, if, yeah. if, I, if I hear someone on TV say... Mm-hmm. 270 electoral votes now in the column of Senator Bernie Sanders. I remember when we were, uh, I remember it so clearly because Glenn and I were doing a, uh, a station event on election night. And when uh, Bill Clinton won the presidency, I sat there and wept yeah. for my country. <clears throat> and that was like, that was celebratory compared to where oh, we yeah. are now. Oh, yeah. That Looking was, back. You know, again, oh. that's like Barry Goldwater being elected compared to Bernie Sanders. Oh. Look how far we've come since 1992. Yeah, Look the, how far we've come. The Overton window and what Jeez. we would accept politically speaking in this nation. Unbelievable. It's fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. Um, most of us can't afford to donate to political and social causes we believe in. Our money's tied up, you know, doing other things like buying food, paying the mortgage, paying utilities. And those utilities include, of course, cell phones. And then every month you give money to the major carriers, AT&T, Verizon. They give your money. They turn around and give it to left-wing causes that promote abortion, 
sanctuary cities, oppressive gun laws, censorship, uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you don't want that. Patriot Mobile is the only phone company that does the opposite. They believe in the same America you believe in. And that's why thousands of Blaze listeners and viewers have made that switch. And for a limited time, it just got easier. A lot easier. Get a month of service on all new lines with the offer code BLAZE. Unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $25 a month. And there's never been a better time to come on over to Patriot Mobile. More than $2 million has been raised since the company's founding. And it goes to organizations like the Heritage Foundation. It goes to pro-life organizations. Get a month of free service on your new line with the offer code BLAZE at PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. I mean, it's so bad. Let me show you this again in case you missed it on Friday. It is so bad that we have city councilmen in major American cities, big-time metropolises. Well, Denver. Denver's what? Maybe the 25th or 30th largest metropolitan area in America. And a city councilwoman just won the runoff. And they were at a a symposium for the candidates. They were all expressing their views. Listen to what she had to say. And then after saying this, she won the runoff. I I don't believe that our current economic system actually works. Um, Capitalism by design is extractive. And in order to generate profit in a capitalist system, something Uh has to be exploited. That's land, labor, or resources. And Mm -hmm. I think that we're in late phase Mm -hmm. capitalism and we know it doesn't work and we've got to move into something new. And Uh, I believe in community ownership of land, labor, resources, and distribution of those resources. And so whatever that morphs into, I think is what will serve community the best. And I'm excited to usher it in by any means necessary. Thank you, comrade. Thank you. (laughs) By any means necessary. So Mrs. Marks won her runoff? (laughs) Yes, she did. All right. Yes, she did. Congratulations, Denver. Wow. Everybody raise the sickle and hammer. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. By the way, Denver's the 19th largest metropolitan area in America. Don't worry about it, though. We just got a communist, a literal communist on the city council there. And she plans to usher in communism in Denver. Now, does she have the power to do that? I hope not. I don't think so. But people like that are being elected in this country. How Uh can that possibly be? How can it be? What has happened to Americans? It's frightening because do you not? We, we see the fruits of it now. It's, it's not like, okay, I know the wall fell. I know the Soviet Union collapsed. But my gosh, we still have great examples of how bad that system is. Venezuela, Cuba, China. <clears throat> in China, they've got millions upon millions of people in, in concentration camps because they don't like their religion. We've got Hong Kong that is striving so hard right now fighting for their very lives so that their their people can't be extradited to Beijing on trumped-up charges. Did you did you see the turnout in Hong Kong? Not last week, but the weekend before. A week ago Sunday, they had 
Over a million people lined the streets. It looked like a hundred million people. It was an unbelievable turnout. And so they they kind of backed off and the people are still turning out because they haven't completely gotten rid of the legislation that would uh, allow people to be extradited to Beijing from Hong Kong. And things got really violent. And so they said, okay, we're going to table it. All right, you win for now. (laughs) Well, that's not good enough for the people because they know the oppression communism brings. They know what it means. They understand it. They've seen it. They live with it every day. Yeah, we've really fallen asleep in this country. I mean, just just today's show alone, what have we talked about? We've talked about um, immigrants moving freely within the country mm-hmm. that haven't been screened for diseases, even though they're coming from hot zones, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about um, all the socialists that are, that are this close to the presidency, at mm-hmm. least the nomination, um, this close to the presidency, sitting office holders in major American cities that are obviously socialist, pushing outright communism. Yeah. Um, we, we've got to worry about our kids with the uh, little lesbian ponies that are now a thing. And this right. is why we can't be bothered with soccer celebrations. Okay. Yeah, we should Because have we've got serious that. issues happening as the country is, is unraveling, man. It's hey. scary. It's scary. Happy Monday, by the way. Well, I mean, we got to deal with it, though. Right? Yes, absolutely. Whether it's Monday, or Tuesday, but, but Friday, you, you asked the question. Deal with it. Uh, how did we get here? It's because we're trying to put out so many fires in society, mm-hmm. and that every if something breaks through at any given moment, and it just it's like it's a pretty bright, big break, yeah, breakthrough, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah communism is broken through. Uh-huh. Hey, yep. didn't see that one coming. That's what, I mean. <laughs> we let that get by. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> uh, we were too busy watching the Kardashians. That's why. Sad. Uh, Sad. We got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, it's 2018 feels like the good old days when we talk about 2019. I have a bad feeling that all of the insanities of 2019 are going to mm-hmm. seem like good old times when the next calendar year rolls over. Well, if we like Bernie Sanders or any of those Democrats, it, it will be. It'll seem like, wow, remember the good times in 2019? When we didn't have a communist in uh, in the presidency, remember that? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. good yeah, times. Remember when good we used time. to play his music and we would just laugh along. <laughs> <laughs> he used to sing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that was right. fun. Good oh, times. Crap. Now he's the president assigning good Supreme Court times. justices who were uh, <laughs> educated um, over in Moscow. Apparently, that's uh, probably what it's going to be. It's serious stuff, and we we oh. really do need to pay attention mm-hmm. right now, and and more than pay attention. And we get need your to stand family up and, and friends to start paying attention participate. now. Participate. Uh, one thing we can do, read the U.S. Constitution. Secondly, uh, read the Federalist Papers so you understand the principles that went behind the clauses in the Constitution. It explains it. I mean, it's difficult to get through. It's not a real page turner, but it's worth the effort. <laughs> it's worth it. We have to be responsible citizens now and teach this to our kids first Learn it yourself yeah. if you don't already know it, and then teach it to your kids. You have to learn it now so that you can be coherent come <clears throat> election season when you're surrounded by family and friends that don't know anything. Yeah, we can't we can't be swayed by all the extracurricular nonsense going on. And it's worth noting, I think, the extracurricular nonsense, like the stupid My Little Pony thing. Um, because that's yes. a part of the degradation of society, that's too. That's you when losing your kids, man. Yeah, yep. That's what I say, man. There's just and so much. How many times do we have to go over the communist goals that were entered into the congressional record in 1963? That's one of the goals that they had for America 
uh, as they worked from inside America to bring us down. Yeah, I think it's that's one of them. Time to start calling them the communist accomplishments in America. <laughs> yes, most of them. There's only a few that haven't been that you can't check off. Maybe we'll go over it again because it's so important. Uh, man, scary, really frightening. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's just take one minute talk about something a little less critical. Okay, what do we got? What do we got? Weekend box office. Oh, did you go see anything? No, I didn't. Yeah. Did you? What's no, you never go, do you? What is a theater, Pat? Number one, Men in Black International. You know that only made twenty eight and a half million. Mm. That's not. That's not. And that great. was number one, huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, had a budget of one ten. Secret Life of Pets 2 is at 92 million now. That made 23 over oh, the weekend. I need to see that because uh, people are mad that there's like straight families and stuff instead of oh. homosexual families and all this. Oh, give me a bus. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. I, I haven't seen that. Print that's, that. Yeah. that's amazing. Uh, Aladdin was third. That's that's a pretty big hit. Uh, Dark Phoenix did not do well. That thing cost 200 million to make. It only made 9 million over the weekend. It's oh. down 72 million from the first to second week. Oof. Wow. Uh, All right. We've got much more to talk about. We'll get into it next hour on Pat Gray Unleashed. From the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight, 933-93. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, By the way, you uh, you can get some great paraphernalia. At shop.theblaze.com. Mm-hmm. We got the hats. Are you sporting? Yes. Yeah. Keith is sporting one of the... Yeah, uh, I'm sporting a Pat Gray Unleashed hat. Very attractive baseball caps, mm-hmm. even as we speak. Then there's the t-shirts. Got the t-shirt here. Quite handsome. We've got the... Uh, well, it's <clears> handsome <throat> if I put it on. I mean, right now it's just a t-shirt. And we have the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed mugs. There we go. Highly functional. <laughs> Old coffee, hot chocolate. Yeah, even if you water, don't... Water, milk, whatever. Or pins or... Pens. Sharpies or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Lots of great stuff. Hoodies. Oh, the hoodie is fabulous, by the way. So shop.theblaze.com slash pad, or you just go shop.theblaze.com and then click on my stuff, and you'll find it there. Uh, the other thing I got to tell you about is that we're there's only 12 days now, between now and 12 years, 12 score and three years ago. That incredible museum, and there, I mean, something new is happening here every day as they put this place together and ready it for the museum. It opens June 29th, and it runs through July 7th. Here at Mercury Studios, this is unlike anything we've ever done before. It is tremendous. It's now been 12 score and three years ago since our founders dreamed of a country where all men were created equal, but are we there yet? That's the question we'll explore together at this museum. You and your kids are going to love this. If you're anywhere near... Or even if you're far away, just book a flight and get here. Drive across the country, see all the great sights along the way. But however you do it, get here. Join us in Irving, June 29th through July 7th. Get your tickets today. You can also come spend July 4th with Mercury One, catch the fireworks, and dinner after the museum. To purchase tickets, go to mercuryone.org before they all sell out. Uh, let me tell you about Mercury Real estate, um, the real estate agents I trust.com. Now, this was created by Glenn and Tanya because they didn't want you to have to experience what they'd been through several times. And 
in one particular time cost them a fortune. Um, their house just sat there for a couple of years and devalued. Just continued to devaluate over and over and over uh, until they pretty much had to give it away <laughs> and lost a ton of money on it. And it's because, you know, it's a complicated process to sell and buy homes. And so you need a realtor who's who understands how to navigate that system. They have to have a long track record of success. They can't be part-time. There's no experience, inexperienced agents in this network. They know the market. They know how to help you price your home so it can sell quickly and for the right amount of money. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you're going to have plenty in common with them when you get together. Now, if you're relocating to another area, you have to sell and buy. And so you really want to have a good agent uh, on both ends of the transaction. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Uh, we were mentioning the weekend box office. Men in Black International was number one, followed by The Secret Life of Pets, which only made uh, $23.8 million. It's up to $92 million so far. Um, but apparently people are pissed off about this, too. Secret Life of Pets 2, their descent into the bowels of conservative messaging oh come on <laughs> begins as katie voiced by uh ellie kemper max's owner randomly meets a young man quickly marries and has a child oh how despicable that's gross come on god that's like a traditional family uh event there's no <laughs> room there's no room in the society for uh, not traditional for marriage. that why would you put that in front of kids <laughs> In this fictional universe, that's clearly the only natural progression events can have in a woman's life. That trope is later reinforced through the pet characters. No, please don't say that. Don't say that we have to see more uh, tradition. Oh, wow. If it's traditional, you know it's bad. You know it is. If it's been longer than, you know, in place, a a cultural happening for more than, let's say, 10 years... It must be done away with. And this article comes from The Wrap, by the way. <laughs> I never miss an article on The Wrap. Right. <laughs> In case it wasn't obvious, Pets 2 makes no attempt at diversifying the notion of what a family is today. Good! <laughs> we don't have to do that in every stinking movie. Yeah. It's 2% of the population. <laughs> Two! Not 200! <laughs> Jeez. No same-sex couples are in sight as pet owners, much less parents. Nothing that deviates from the default straight married couple is even hinted at. <laughs> is this unbelievable? It used to be that if something was hinted at, that was the problem. And now if it isn't depicted all the way through a kid's program, then it's a big controversy. Even Disney, in its insipid and unsatisfying manner, has already started the move toward mainstream inclusion of different kinds of families. Making matters worse, Harrison Ford is cast as Rooster, a hyper-masculine shepherd dog brazenly teaching Max how to toughen up. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. 
Rooster shames Max for going to therapy and wearing a medical collar to prevent him from scratching himself out of stress. Ford's character essentially stigmatizes mental illness and dismisses treatment as a made-up sign of weakness. Can we can we whine about anything else? <laughs> Rooster is the embodiment of phrases like men don't cry and rub some dirt on it. This alpha dog rejects vulnerability by preaching about how sissified city dogs are. Character is disturbing in his unapologetic, unapologetic validation of behavior society as a whole is trying to eradicate. He equates courage with arrogance and other outdated perceptions of manliness. Oh, this, you know what? That's toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's what it is. Late in the film, Snowball's owner dresses him in a pink princess attire. Lipstick included, but just when we think this is Kevin Hart's way of saying, look, I'm not that homophobic. My character is a tough guy, but he can also embrace femininity. The bunny rips off the outfit and dons chains, baggy clothes, and a hat to rap about how macho he actually is. No. Yeah. The nerve. Yes. (laughs) All of this in a children's show. Yeah, kind of traditional stuff. I just can't take it. I can't take it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't take it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Secret you Life go. of Pets. Mm-hmm. Way too. Uh, and if it's over the top, yeah. If it's too traditional or too masculine for you, you know, don't forget. Um, coming up this week, uh, my, my little pony, little lesbian ponies, will be uh, <laughs> on your uh, TV. If you'd like to expose your children to that. <sighs> Okie doke. All right. Again, leave the kids alone. Leave and see, that's what the, the Secret Life of Pets is doing. They're leaving kids alone. Just let them be kids. Don't let them. They don't have to worry about this diversity, this inclusion of every single nuance in society. We don't have to do that every time. You don't have to. If this whole movie doesn't feature anything that's non-traditional, so what? That's fine. That's 98% of what we know. 98%. Let kids be kids. Can't you just leave them alone? No, and the answer is no. No, they're a political they can't. tool. Yep. Yep, they got to be manipulated yep. into uh, believing all of this is fine and normal and everything they want to seek after. Yep, and if you're not busy brainwashing them, then they're just a, a vessel, a tool for an agenda, which this writer wants a kid's movie to be. Jeez, it's amazing. Wow. Um, by the way, Pete Buttigieg uh, told HBO over the weekend that uh, we've probably had excellent presidents who were gay. Mm. We just didn't know which ones. I'm sorry? Yeah. Jeez. He, of course, is rising in the polls and would be the first openly gay nominee of either party. Mm-hmm. But he says that um, it's almost a certainty that we've had gay presidents in the past. Oh, sure. James just Buchanan. just didn't know it. Yeah, James Buchanan was gay. Some people do say that. Yeah. He wasn't married, right? No, he openly lived with uh, William Rufus King, uh, who was a uh, senator from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, they lived together. I'm not sure. In the White House, they lived together? Uh, uh, Before becoming president. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. he didn't live with him at the White House. Well, let's see here. Um, Let's see. How do we know Buchanan and King? 1844, after King assumed his posting in Paris, Buchanan wrote a letter to a friend complaining about being alone and not being able to find the right gentleman partner. I am now solitary and alone. 
having no companion <laughs> in the house with me. I have gone a-wooing to several gentlemen, but have not succeeded with oh. any of them. I feel that it is not good for man to be alone and should not be astonished to find myself married to some old maid who can nurse me when I'm sick, provide good dinners, blah, 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 blah. Anyhow. Yeah, that does sound... That sounds like it, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. He might have been. And there's more to this, but uh, I'm not finding it. At the, oh, look at this. Andrew Jackson referred to uh, uh, William Rufus King as Miss Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Buchanan's uh, buddy. Okay. So um, <laughs> they, they referred to uh, him as Buchanan's better half. Hmm. So uh, there's quite a bit uh, in, in the uh, records. So he's probably right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Republicans claimed that John Kerry was a traitor in Vietnam, that Barack Obama was a Muslim. No, get out of here. That's just fringe stuff. If you were to win the nomination, they'll say you're too young, too liberal, too gay to be commander-in-chief. You are young. You are liberal. You are gay. How will you respond? I'll respond explaining where I want to lead this country. People will elect the person who will make the best president. And we have had excellent presidents who have been young. We've had excellent presidents who have been liberal. No, we haven't. I would imagine we've probably had excellent presidents who were gay. We just didn't know which ones. By the way, Buchanan, not one of the best. In fact, <laughs> the absolute worst president. Yeah, really helped speed up the history. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is widely regarded as the worst president ever in American history. So, not a good example if you're looking for a an excellent president who was gay. But... Uh, Axios asked him, you believe that we've had a gay commander-in-chief? He said, I mean, statistically, it's almost certain. In your reading of history, do you believe you know who they were? <laughs> Buddha Judge said, and this is why the guy's so likable. My gaydar doesn't even work that well in the present, I let alone retroactively. <laughs> but one can only assume that's the case. So, eh, possibly, especially as you look at some of the facts regarding James Buchanan. Uh, 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, we got AOC talking about Joe Biden. As you as you might imagine, uh, she's not necessarily a fan of Biden's. But I don't, I don't know that she's an enemy either. Here, she's discussing Biden and women. So Joe Biden appears to be the front runner in virtually all the polls. Um, do you think he has sufficiently answered the accusations from women who accused him of inappropriate touching? Does he... In short, does he get it? Um, I think that's something that he has to kind of show the electorate. I think that uh, I, you know, I, I think that it is an issue where there is a struggle. I'll be completely honest. I don't think that he has. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that it is an incredibly severe. Like I don't think that voters think that he is necessarily guilty of sexual misconduct or anything like that. Um, but I do think that there may be some discomfort, um, especially seeing some clips this week and you know a week before telling a thirteen year old, telling her brothers to watch out for her. And, and I think oh, there are some terrible. things with that female is... voters that it's just no. not quite locked down. Um, and I think that. No. There's there's some ways to go, but this is also a uh-huh. cultural right. evolution, I think, that we're having as sure. a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's necessarily about, um, about being punitive in these punitive. ways. But I do think, uh-huh. like, in all issues and with all demographics and in all electorates, it's uh-huh. not about right and wrong sometimes. It's just it's about whether feeling mm-hmm. like someone gets it or not. <laughs> why, why, do, why are people asking her questions? Who cares? <laughs> why? Why? 
since when did this 29-year-old become an expert in all things? And did you notice men can't win at all? <sighs> no, they can't. <laughs> no, they can't. Nope. They're, the, they're either uh, so toxic in their masculinity or they're Republican <laughs> or, you know, whatever the case may be. They're just, they're bad. Brothers in, can't stick up for their sisters. That is amazing. Because sisters can do it and girls can handle wow. it on their own. Okay. So we're not even supposed to do that now. Give up. I, I'm sorry. There's things that are just hardwired into us, and that's one of them. And if you don't like it, tough. Tough. You know it would be good to get your mind off all this? Just sail the Mediterranean on a ship full of your Sold. Let's closest, go. most personal friends. Let's do this. Uh-huh. All right. 3,000 people getting together. Uh, talking about the history of the country they love, eating Italian gourmet food. I guess this is this is a uh, big uh, Italian cruise company, and they have just fantastic food aboard. Um, Glenn will be there, of course. Bill O'Reilly, Stu, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, potentially me, on a 14-day adventure next spring, uh, sailing in the Eastern Mediterranean. You'll visit Italy, Croatia, Jerusalem, Athens. This is going to be... Some kind of trip. Really fun. And you have, you know, a little less than a year to prepare for it. So order your package right now. Find out about the different packages available and uh, learn all the details about this cruise. It's comesailaway.com to find out everything you need to know. Comesailaway.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. The Steve Forty Two tweets. Mom, what's a lesbian? Turn off the ponies, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, Cirrus seventeen oh one tweets. I wonder if my crypto portfolio will actually be worth something if Bernie Sanders gets into office. I can still shop in the ruins. <laughs> Yay! Yep. Uh, also, after the Fox News poll, I'm fully expecting President Trump to tweet, uh, calling them fake news, <laughs> right? <laughs> from uh, D, from B de Bodine, B de Bodine. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, he he actually did fire some pollsters that leaked news that had information like this. I don't I don't know if it was this particular poll, but he's not happy about the polls that are coming out right now. Um, and he, he's just not looking good in him. But I, it's hard. To, it's hard to believe Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg would beat Donald Trump in, in a national election. That come on, that can't happen, right? Oh, Please tell me that. See, can't happen. then you follow it up with right, right? Because <laughs> you know, right? Because anything can. is possible in this country now, man. Again, if it does happen, just turn off the country and shut it down. Pew. Turn it right on off. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. At least he's got this to hang on to. He's more popular in New York City than Bill De Blasio, the mayor of that town. <laughs> Pigeon dung's probably more so, popular than Bill De Blasio. He's got that going for him. From a Siena College poll last week, twenty nine percent of New Yorkers polled had a favorable view of De Blasio. Twenty nine. Wow. It's thirty four percent for. Donald Trump. <laughs> he beats him by five percentage points there in New York City, which is, you know, a liberal hellhole. Thank you very much. That is fascinating. He also uh, took time 
Uh, we haven't played any of this yet. This is kind of interesting because he sat down with um, George Stephanopoulos and talked about all kinds of things. In this particular case, Robert Mueller. No special counsel should have ever been appointed. You know why? Because there was no crime. They had no, excuse me, they had no evidence of crime. He lays out a lot of evidence, including Mm -hmm. the episode where you ask your White House counsel, Don McGahn, you tell him Mueller has to go. You call him twice and say Mueller has to go. Call me when it's done. Okay, now the story on that very simply. Number one, I was never going to fire Mueller. I never suggested firing Mueller. Do what he says. Excuse me, I don't care what he says. It doesn't matter. That was to show everyone what a good counsel he was. But why would Don but we had a lie, business why would he lie under oath to do, why would he because lie he wanted to, to make Mueller. himself look like a good lawyer or or he believed it or. because mm-hmm. I would constantly tell anybody that would listen, including you, including the media, that Robert Mueller was conflicted. Robert <clears throat> Mueller mm-hmm. had a total conflict of go. interest. I never, I didn't say that. If you answer these questions to me now, why not answer them to Robert Mueller under oath? Because they were looking to get us for lies, for slight misstatements. I looked at what happened to people, and it was very unfair. Very, very unfair. Very unfair. I gave them 1.5 million pages of documents. Yeah, it was very unfair. I gave them... Four or five hundred witnesses. Okay. I let Don McGahn testify. I let him tell. He was the White House counsel. Mm-hmm. I let him. Te- I knew he was going to testify. Interview. You didn't answer questions on obstruction. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did answer questions. I answered them in writing. Not on I don't obstruction. Know about those. I don't know. I answered a lot of questions. <laughs> they gave me questions. I answered them in writing. Not an obstruction. Look, George, you're being a little wise guy. Okay, which is you know <laughs> typical for you. Just so you understand. Very simple. It's very simple. There was no crime. There was no collusion. <laughs> hey, look, George, you're, you're being a wise guy. A little wise guy. A little wise guy. <laughs> Just typical for you. <laughs> Just so you understand. <laughs> That's why he was elected, right? Who else is going to say that to George Stephanopoulos? You're a little wise guy. That's just typical for you. You know, I I don't mind because the every Democrat who shows up on Fox News throws stuff in their faces. You know, uh, they. I think one of the one of the reasons they show up on Fox News is so that they can pretend to be so brave by taking them on and criticizing them when they're on Fox News. Mm-hmm. So play to their base. So yeah, like, eh, I went on Fox News, right? And they, I told them what I think of them. Yeah, they can play both sides. How, how brave. I went to the other side, uh-huh. but I stuck it to them. Right, exactly. I told them what I think of them. Eh, so you know, if Trump throws it back in their face. So be it. <laughs> You're being uh, a little wise guy, just so you know. <laughs> and that's typical of you. <laughs> uh, they also talked about, uh, is this where he talks about UFOs? Oh, yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. He, here's uh, Trump and Stephanopoulos on UFOs. One of the things you have as president is the access to all the information right. in the world, all the mysteries out there. And I was just struck in the last couple of weeks, we're reading more and more reports of Navy pilots seeing lots and lots of UFOs. Have you been briefed yeah, on that? What do you I make have, of it? I have. I, I think it's probably, uh, I want them to think whatever they think. They do say, I mean, I've seen, I've seen and I've read and I've heard, and I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. Do you think you'd know if there were evidence of extraterrestrials? Well, I think my great, our great pilots would know. Uh, and some of them really see things that are a little bit different than in the past. So we're going to see. But we'll watch it. You'll be the first to know. 
Hmm. I, I doubt we'll be the first to know. Uh, I think they already do know. And um, they're not saying. Mm. They're just not saying. And that might be a good thing because it might be just military technology that they can't talk about. Who knows? If it is, if it is some alien technology, if they're here, they're obviously pretty benevolent because they haven't destroyed us yet. Which they pretty clearly could. If they've got technology good enough to get them to this planet, see, uh, they've got technology that could destroy us. See, at this point, um, I'm ready mm-hmm. for them to arrive and make their presence known. Are you? Yeah, because it's yeah. just, I mean, this, this world is so absurd. Yeah, how much worse could it get? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you have a lot of pain, um, it's probably caused by inflammation. And uh, maybe you've tried all kinds of different things. And you go to the doctor and you get pain medication. Spend, well, we spend an average of $2,000 a year to combat wow. pain. And then about two-thirds of us just decide, okay, I'm going to have to live with it for the rest of my life. You don't have to make that decision. First, try Relief Factor. Relief Factor works on inflammation. It calms that down, and thus the pain goes away. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free, and they offer this great three-week quick start. So you pay $19.95 for three weeks, three weeks worth. You take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it eases your pain. It works on that inflammation and takes it away. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's not going to. Just discontinue. But about 70% of the people who order it order more because it is working. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back. ReliefFactor.com Pat Gray Unleashed Uh, Don't forget, plenty of merchandise available at shop.theblaze.com slash pat. It's not slash pat, by the way. It's not slash pat? Nah, it's like... It's just shop.theblaze.com. Well, but uh, uh, you tweeted out, as you know, the direct link earlier to all the Pat Gray merchandise. Okay, good. So you can just click on that. (laughs) Go right there. Um, Also, don't forget that you can see everything happen right before your eyes, and not just hear it by signing up for theblazetv.com slash pat. And if you do that, then you get a big discount. Uh, on something that's normally 120 bucks, mm-hmm. it's like $89 for the whole year. And what did we what did we get? Uh, it's like four billion percent off, or something yeah, like that. We it's something like that, a bazillion or 88 trillion. I don't know. It's something. in the neighborhood. Okay, yeah, it's a lot. Math isn't I our forte. That. No, <laughs> because it's metric and there's just no way to tell. So that's why. Uh, this is great. Remember the transgender hurdler in the 400 meter hurdles uh, just won the national championship. Yay! As a trans athlete, was a man, competed as a man for the first three years of college. Uh, now transitioning, but I believe still has man parts, but identifies as a woman and won the national championship. Um, well, that person is now saying that she is actually at a disadvantage against the. Uh, all the athletes who were born women. Stop Wait. talking. What? <laughs> okay, so so you're the one that's overcoming a huge disadvantage. I see. Oh, God. C.C. Telfer, formerly known as Craig, as recently as January 2018, in fact, ran with the Division II school's men's track and field team, started going by the name C.C. while competing with the men before transitioning to the women's competition, um, so Telfer is the first New Hampshire school's first women's track and field champion. 
uh, now says my body is going through so many medical implications. It's going through biochemistry changes. So being on hormone replacement therapy, you know, results in muscle depletion. <laughs> um Let's ask Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire about that. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Two guys who should be in the Hall of Fame but aren't because they were going through muscle depletion therapy. Uh, She says, your muscles are deteriorating. Hmm. You lose a lot of strength because testosterone is where you get your strength, your agility. So I have to work twice as hard to keep that strength. And if I slack a day, that's like three days set behind. So I have to keep up all my workouts. I can't drink. I can't eat unhealthy or it's going to impact me harder. Oh, shut up. Please do shut up. Jeez, come on. Everybody's impacted if they don't eat right and they're athletes. Stop it. (laughs) That is unbelievable. Meanwhile, USA Powerlifting having to go to court now because... Ridiculous. They took away the transgendered athletes' uh, championship in weightlifting because it's a biological man. And they said, a bio- sorry, biological man can't compete with women. And when they found out that the person who won was a biological man, they took, they took away the trophy. So now they're being sued. And they're going to have to go to court to defend their policy of men not being able to compete against women. That's what a crazy world it is. Yep. So crazy that the Babylon Bee... Uh, which is a uh, a really, really funny uh, website, satirical website. <laughs> Their latest article is, Man identifying as six-year-old crushes game-winning homer in T-ball championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, he identifies as a six-year-old, so he is a six-year-old. The story, local 36-year-old man Nate Ripley, who identifies as a six-year-old, absolutely crushed a game-winning homer at a local t-ball game and won the championship for his team monday evening reports confirmed ripley reportedly walked up to the plate in the bottom of the sixth pointed his bat toward the left field wall looming 130 (laughs) feet in the distance Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 130 feet in the distance Uh uh-huh and let her rip, sending the ball rocketing over the fence and into the parking lot. His fans cheered, and his coach yelled out, boy, Nate! Good job, bud! <laughs> his team, the Lil Padres, <laughs> the Lil Padres, Lil Padres, attempted to hoist him up on their shoulders in celebration of their great victory over the favored Tiny Tigers, but were unable to pick up the large 230-pound man. <laughs> It's kind of sad. Yeah, well, he identifies as a six-year-old, but not as a, you know, 50-pound six-year-old. Ripley's feet comes at the end of a momentous T-ball season in which the self-identified six-year-old absolutely shattered every record set prior to that point. Oh. He had a thousand batting average, (laughs) 52 home runs, Mm. and an incredible showing at first base, second base, shortstop, third base, and pitcher. The man is being called an inspiration to other six-year-olds everywhere. <laughs> to other six-year-olds everywhere. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm just proud to be here with my team. It's all for the love of the game. An emotional Ripley told reporters while enjoying an orange slice and juice box after the championship. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without my team. No. <laughs> it is, that's funny. That's where we are. 
That is where that's we are. Practically, Would that surprise anybody? That's a 2020 story. That will be a real story from the year 2020. It will. Maybe even this year. Maybe even 2019. Uh, we got this tweet in from G.J. Herman. Please take the dear aliens. Send help sign down. Uh, they've already been here and determined no intelligent life exists oh, on okay. Earth anymore. My bad. So, so let me just yeah. uh, mm-hmm. take care of that. From Wes Usury. Uh, how much more worse could it get? Have you seen Independence Day? <laughs> we could lose Randy Quaid, oh, man. we can't lose Randy Quaid. We already lost Randy Quaid a long time ago. Oh. He's, the guy is stark, raving nuts. He is something else. And ruined Independence Day single-handedly, by the way, I might add. <laughs> a terrible actor. Uh, G.D. Chapel. Trump just doesn't like aliens. He wants the border wall to stop southern aliens and a space force to stop extraterrestrials. Mm. From Strawman, Pat, don't ever, use, don't ever let the words, how much worse could it get? Pass your lips again, especially after the past couple of years. Yeah, because the answer will be shortcoming. Yeah, mm-hmm. shortly coming. Uh, there's just there's no escape from the worseness of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna keep on coming. Uh, it never ends. All right. Speaking of little kids, uh, kind of an interesting happening at a Whataburger in Houston. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, I want to thank uh, Sylvia Arandondo, one of your listeners, sending this. <laughs> this is so funny. All right, check this out, uh, kid at Whataburger. Watch the background. Just watch Actually, the background. Actually, you know, bad, you know. I'm not, it could go around the world to me. Everybody should have some try Whataburger. It doesn't matter what the guy's saying. There's just random kid in the background With slinging around nunchucks. nunchucks. Very funny. <laughs> I just love random stuff like that. Didn't his mother ever tell him he could put an eye out with that? With doing that? That's just, that's not smart, kid. Probably. Not smart. Didn't get through. What is the Alyssa Milano map? Oh, so she has uh, put together a helpful map for uh, women seeking abortions to know which states are... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. well, that was really sweet it's, of And her. it's color-coded, as you can see uh, uh, oh, on yeah. Blaze TV. Uh, the South, obviously, um, hates women. Mm. You can see most of the they states sure are do. red on there. They sure, sure mm-hmm. do. And then you got some yellow for kind of like... Uh, it could go either way. You know, some good, some bad, as far as uh, being able uh-huh. to murder your child. Uh-huh. And then the West Coast and Northeast... Uh, green threat. light. Green light for... Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You'll notice Montana least threatened. So that Republican state. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's so, interesting. I'm, so, I'm glad she did that. What a nice service. Yeah, that so was she's, for, she's made that uh, for womankind. Her pet project. Yeah. That is great. <clears throat> Isn't she wonderful? Well, some people don't have maps, Pat. And so, that's true. And so you need... Some U.S. Americans, uh-huh. anyway. Uh, and so... She's got a map of everywhere, like such as, where you can get an abortion. Good for her. Thank you, Alyssa, for that. Thank you. I wonder if that's the first of its kind, an abortion-centric map. Hmm. Now, this is because of the heartbeat bills, you know, mm-hmm. or the flickering pulse bills across the country. And uh, she's all upset about it. She, I guess she's not going to go to Georgia. Oh, darn. I hate to break that to you, Georgians, but she may not show up in your state anymore. I don't know how you function as a state if Alyssa Milano won't go there. How do you do it? How do you do it? I, I, I guess might, George is going to have to show us the way, right? That might encourage other states to pass heartbeat bills if that's what it takes to keep annoying celebrities out of your state. Yeah. Forget about being pro-life and save the baby. If it keeps celebrities and Hollywood out of your state, yeah, nice pro-life. Nice. <laughs> like They think that that's, that's all that keeps your state going is their presence in your state. <laughs> so pathetic. 
Um, then we've got this heartbreaking video. Oh, this has been making the rounds. Yeah. Of a guy in Philadelphia who is at an abortion clinic just outside the fence begging his his girlfriend not to kill their baby. Mm. And uh, we don't have it. Oh, we don't have that? No. Oh, okay. Thought we went over the things that we have. Thought we had it. Okay. Hmm. Guess I'm wrong. Guess you are. Okay. But anyway, he was outside the abortion clinic just begging and crying and just laid down on the the grass outside the fence and wept. (sighs) We'll tweet that out at Pat Unleashed. As his girlfriend uh, showed up at Planned Parenthood to abort their baby. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's not his body. He's got no choice in it. Wait, what's his, what's his deal in that? He doesn't have anything, yeah, any involvement in it at all. And this will break your heart. And um, if there's anybody in your life that's contemplating an abortion, uh, share this with them. Uh, it's at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. The video of this guy. Really sad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Today, of course, as you know, I don't have to tell you this. National Eat Your Vegetables Day. <laughs> yeah, you did have to tell me that. <laughs> I did. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Actually, I'll be drinking mine again today. Oh, okay. As I do every day. Eating vegetables is way too nasty for me. Uh, can't do it. I just can't do it. I want to. I just can't because uh, it's nasty. Again, I do have a really tasty recipe for kale, though. Oh. What you do is you heat up the pan, right? The little nonstick fry pan. Okay, so it has to be a nonstick fry mm, pan? Nonstick That's fry pan. That's a key pan. element Very to the key. story? Okay. And then you put just enough butter on it to kind of coat the surface or spray in some of that Pam vegetable oil and uh, or maybe some coconut oil if you don't want any kind of vegetable oil in there. Oh, so it doesn't matter. It's just as long doesn't as it's nonstick. Yeah, just nonstick and then you coat and it oil. and then you, you carefully place the kale inside the pan and then all of that oil or butter helps all of that kale slide right off the pan into the garbage. It's just so great. Oh, that yeah. is helpful. With no stickiness whatsoever. So <laughs> that's how you do it. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, scientists have also found a correlation between, of course, the growing rates of obesity and processed food and processed food also, according to the study, apparently makes us overeat or pushes us to overeat. I guess nothing makes us do things. Mm. Somebody's got a gun to your head. But the bottom line is you need fresh fruits and vegetables, and especially since it is National Eat Your Vegetable Day, you need to get some Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables that boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and postbiotics, probiotics. Uh, It is real food. It's not a fakey supplement thing. It's not made out of some kind of laboratory powder. Just check out the nutrition facts on the panel and you'll see. Go to BrickhousePat.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, This is exciting. Uh, Jim Acosta has a book coming out. Um, it's it, out. He, oh, it's, he released it last Tuesday. Of course, I've read it cover to cover. 350-page um, work. 354 pages. You read it all? Uh, it, even yeah. the footnotes. Wow. Which, of course, they're none since Jim Acosta works for CNN. But uh, no, great book. Uh, 
It's the enemy of the people. A dangerous time to tell the truth in America. Oh. Wow. Some excerpts, um, as chosen by Newsbusters. <laughs> he says, I ripped up my original speech for the folks at San Jose State and started from scratch. The students would get the unvarnished truth about what I'd been witnessing during my time covering Trump. I was afraid the president, I later told the crowd, was putting our lives in danger. But this was no time to back down. Mm. The truth, I argued, was bigger than a president who's acting like a bully. We were in a fight for the truth, and the stakes couldn't be any higher. Oh, and what a better carrier of that message of truth than Jim Acosta and CNN. Uh, In the decades to come, what in the world would we put in our history books to explain what's happened in America? The answer... That depends on what we do right now. Because it's all riding on us. I hope at the end of the day, the sacrifice will be worth it. No, I know it will be. Gosh, this guy (laughs) thinks a lot of himself. Uh, The American public seemed to agree, he says. Ever since that moment at the press conference, people were walking up to me to thank me at the airport, at the train station, at the grocery store. Ladies were applauding me at the hair salon. Wait, what? Strangers on the street were stopping me to ask for a selfie. (laughs) A neighbor put a bottle of bourbon in my mailbox. Wait a minute. That was not the last bottle sent to me either. What? (laughs) I suddenly had more than I could drink, in fact. Oh, man. What is he doing at a hair salon? A lady's hair salon? What a liar. Guy is such a narcissist. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was just oh, hanging out man. at the uh, lady's hair salon so I could be applauded. Before the sun sets on this democracy, and may that day never come, it must be said that the press is not the enemy. We are the defenders of the people. Some of us, I have sacrificed everything for this profession, from war zones to, unfortunately, newsrooms. Journalists have done this out of a deep devotion to the people. It's a devotion born out of a love for all people. That is a truth worth defending, as journalists are people, too. That's how the book ends on page 354. Wow, beautiful. (laughs) He likes himself to about the millionth power. Thinks a lot of him. Nobody thinks more of Jim Acosta than Jim Acosta. People would stop me on the street for selfies. That is unbelievable. Someone put bourbon in my mailbox, and I got so much. I, I got so much to drink. I couldn't drink it all. Then he also talks about uh, some event where he showed up, and Hannity and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson were there, and. Neither one of them came up to him. What are they going to say to him? What are you going to say to Jim Acosta at an event like that? You're not going to go up and say, Hey, Jim Acosta, we hate your guts and we talk about you sometimes on the air. What, what are you supposed to say to him? And he made a big deal out of how they were cowards because they didn't come up. Well, did you go talk to them? To say, did he go up to them? No, he didn't go up to them. It's they didn't in- come up to him. What are you going to do? Oh, it's Jim Acosta, though, man. He's the guy uh-huh. everyone's getting their selfies with. Right. Everybody's supposed to want to go up to him. Yeah. I he guess. shouldn't be expected to go up to them. <laughs> Good grief. Right. That's like asking the king of uh, England to walk up to you instead of you walking to him and kneeling and bowing before him. <laughs> Guy's pathetic. Yeah. Um, also over the weekend, Jake Tapper and Beto were talking about the border. Now, Beto uh, is about done, I think, with his candidacy. <laughs> he looks pretty washed up. 
but he's still, you know, in there pitching. He's trying. And uh, here's what he had to say about the border uh, with Jake Tapper. Your fellow Texan and 2020 candidate Julian Castro's immigration plan calls for the repeal of a law that makes it a crime to enter the United States illegally. Do you agree with that? Should that law be repealed? I don't know if it should be repealed, Jake, but I think that we should acknowledge that most of those who are arriving at our border right now, especially from Central America, are at their most desperate and vulnerable moment. They pose no threat or harm to this country. And we've uh, proposed wrong. a family case Stop. management Can you pause it for a so second there? You, you don't have any idea. You don't have any idea what th- threat they pose. They could be terrorists. You don't know that. They could be criminals. You don't know because we haven't vetted them. They could have disease like, I don't know, Ebola. Of course it poses a threat to America when you don't know who is coming across your border by the thousands. It's just madness. These people are so butt stupid. And there was more. I don't know if it should be repealed, Jake, but I think that we should acknowledge that most of those who are arriving at our border right now, especially from Central America, mm-hmm. are at their most desperate and vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. They pose no threat or harm to this country. And we've proposed a family case management program so that they are not held in detention uh, at a fraction of the cost and at an improved rate of showing for their court date or their appointments with ICE officials. We help them to follow our own laws and we treat them like the human beings that they really are. So policies of caging kids or separating families or metering where we have mm-hmm. migrants and asylum seekers wait in Mexico, uh, where oh, they are prey so to, to criminals and. Right. Uh, to those right. who, who yeah, would take yeah. advantage of the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That cannot mm-hmm. be this country. We have to live our values no, and ensure that our laws reflect our reality and our true interests in this country. Okay, but just, just to get a straight answer wow. on it, it sounds <laughs> yeah. to me like you think the law that makes it a crime to be in this country illegally, it sounds like you think that that should stay the law. I think what I'm saying is that in the vast majority of cases, um, there's no need to incarcerate Mm. or to detain migrant families and especially children. But if somebody is attempting to Mm. smuggle human beings into Mm -hmm. the United States, if they are attempting to cross illegal drugs into this country, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we have um, Mm -hmm. the legal mechanism necessary to hold them accountable and to detain them Mm -hmm. to make sure that they they do not pose a threat to this country or to our communities. But you disagree with the bigger picture. You disagree Mm -hmm. with Julian Castro. You don't think that it should be repealed. Yeah, I've answered the question. I I do not think that it should be repealed, but I'm trying to get to the the heart of the issue, which is that we treat people humanely, that we improve our security, not through walls and through cages, but by making sure that Mm. those who are at their most vulnerable, who are trying to follow our asylum laws, are able to do that, and that we then rewrite this country's immigration laws in our own image. Having people come out of the shadows demonstrably makes us safer. Having folks trust local law enforcement because they have no fear that it will lead to their deportation makes our communities stronger more secure and safer and then it allows this country of immigrants and asylum seekers and refugees to truly live Mm -hmm. our values to the benefit not just of those immigrant families but to the entire united states of america what a bunch of babbling bull crap he picked the wrong year to be a babbling politician because it's either you know straight up i'm a socialist Mm -hmm. or or i'm not 
in, in, in this election cycle. You can't be meandering and all this stuff like he's trying to do. This has nothing to do with the values and principles of America. It has to do with our laws. Mm-hmm. It has to do with our sovereignty. It doesn't have anything to do with this is us as Americans. We can't, we can't just look the other way while people sneak across our border indiscriminately. We can't allow it. It doesn't make any sense. I want Beto O'Rourke to leave his door wide open and have a sign outside it that says, everybody who wants to, come on in. And then don't worry about who's coming into your house. They pose no danger to you. Yeah, you can just, you're, this is one of the richest countries in the world. You can take care of all the people who come in. You got a billionaire father-in-law. Get some money from him and help out everybody who comes into your house. Let's just put out the word that Beto O'Rourke's house is open for business. Whether he's there or not, whether his children are there or not, come on in. Everybody should be able to go to Beto O'Rourke's house because those are our values as Americans. We have to take care of everybody. If it's good enough for the country, it's good enough for you, Beto. Robert Francis. That is agonizing. It doesn't make any sense. It's not just the people smuggling them. It's the people being smuggled that we can't take care of. Everybody who wants to come just comes. No, there's a process that you must go through. We'll welcome you if you come here legally. We do that for over a million people a year. It's more than any other nation on earth. By far, a million every year are allowed in legally. And now we're getting over a million, one and a half to two million a year, illegally as well. And we don't know anything about them. Now, you're not telling me that there's not a healthy percentage of those that might be criminals or terrorists or filled with disease that they're spreading all over the place. Now, let's set up Beto O'Rourke's house as a safe space for all these illegals and just let them on in. Good enough for the country. It's good enough for you. 888 900 Use that number tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you then. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed.